Hello, and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. Hello, how are you, Matt? I'm really good, Monty. How's you? I'm very well, thank you. What news? Well, we've got some exciting news, actually. Yeah, we have. You may have heard, um, but we we are bringing you Second Cherry, the grand final, live from London in November. Yes, part of the Eurofest uh, club night, the RVT, which we have just had the previous one on last Friday. With Anna Uh, Birkendorf. And um, just to destroy the magic, this has been recorded before the Eurofest event, so we are... Uh, <laughs> we had a great time. Monty got his clothes off on stage and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> um, no, so, um, but we do know that we can announce that we've got a live episode. Uh, no, not live episode, but a live event. A live event to round off the voting. That's right. So uh, when we are in uh, Eurofest in, uh, in November... We will be playing all of the songs live on the big screen and we'll be having a vote in-house. So the audience will be divided up into the juries and they'll be voting. But then comes the exciting bit, the televote section. And that, of course, is where you, our podcast listeners, come in because you will be able to vote online once we've completed our selection and your votes will add together and form 50% of the votes, which will be read out on the night after we've got the votes from all of the juries live in the event. So we'll have the online vote as our televote, and then people there in person at Eurofest are the juries. Yes. Just like Eurovision. Just like Eurovision. You see, it almost is Eurovision. (laughs) I'm, I'm really excited by it. But I'm also absolutely bricking it because, like any live event, things can go wrong. <laughs> uh, we might have that. What was the year have of Eurovision where they're confidence? Sh- have confidence. <laughs> but yeah, so um, in, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be good. I think the whole team are excited by this. Obviously, I wasn't a part of the team that organised the previous Second Cherry Night, so this is first for me. I'm really looking forward to it. It's great for us because it brings together the essence of what we did for Second Cherry as a live event, but it also means that our podcast list, podcast listeners are involved and you're voting and you will be responsible for 50% of the points. Yeah. And uh, as we go through tonight's episode, you're going to see the importance of a jury waiting <laughs> <laughs> because we are talking about Romania. Yes, Romania. Select your... Selexia Nationala. There you go, you say it. Selexia Nationala. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have very much to say about this, really, uh, do you? All went quite smoothly. I think, yeah, it was a bit of a... <laughs> there was no fallout from the, <laughs> the final. Um, yeah. So yeah. We, we can dig down into the let if you want. One of the more controversial uh, national finals, and we'll see why as we go through. But first, let's have a think about uh, Romanian history. So, Romania have been in the game since 1994. Um, they did actually try in 1993 with that sort of little pre-selection round where three new countries were invited to join, um, but they weren't one of the ones that got through. So, their first entry was in 1994. Um, they've not won, but they have been third twice. Uh, they came third in 2005 with Luminita Angel and Sistem with Let Me Try, which actually won its semi-final. 
And they were third again in 2010 with Paola Selling and Uvi playing with fire um, on a double-ended piano. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, yes, we like that. They do have weird pianos that, that They two. do. They came back on a round piano, didn't they? A circular piano. So yes, get them back again and let's see what shape their piano is next time. <laughs> um, after that third place for Luminita Ankel, the very next year, 1996, they came fourth with their Tornero by oh. Mihai. Uh, and Mihai cropped up this year as well. So more of him uh, in a moment. Um, that's, that's a Euro Club favourite because... Oh, totally. It's always played, isn't it? I always I always forget it. And then when it comes on, I think, oh, yeah, do you know? Yeah, this was a good Romanian song, actually. It was a cracking song. It was the first year that I was there and there for the week in, in the Euro Club. And it was like the hit of the Euro Club. I remember just like, you know, jumping up and down and going yeah. crazy um, when it came on. It, 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 could have, it would have deserved to win, actually. I think there was that feeling as we said for a few other countries that feeling that a win almost felt inevitable but it's still yet to come for them they got stuck a little bit in the mid to in the early 2010s they did um, pretty much in the mid table kind of around the teens so um, not even bringing Ovi and Paula back in 2014 could uh, notch them up another hit or another top 10 but um, they, there was one of my favourites in the middle of that run, which was uh, Zalela by Mandinga. Yes. My, my favourite Romanian song? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say. Possibly mine as well. It was in Baku that year, and I remember yeah. running around after the squeeze box player, because <laughs> I'd taken quite a shine to him. What, <laughs> <laughs> in the Euro Club, was he? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was lovely. Um and anyway, since uh, 2010, they've only come once in the top 10 again, and that was Yodelit. Uh, do you remember that? Oh, God, boy, do I. Yeah. A little bit rapey at the end when he tried, when he tried to kiss well, her. Yes. But, you know, we'll skirt over that, because I think that was just a faux pas. But we ever get a song like that at Eurovision again? Yeah, I don't I mean, think we will. Yodeling, was... rapping, bit of an urban vibe, done. It was weird because it's just a blend of styles that you think shouldn't work, and yet yeah. it did. But that thing, he was a little bit of a sex pest by the end of it when he was slobbering all of her face. Yeah. And she didn't look like she was enjoying it. But she had the last laugh on that because, of course, she was a judge the following year and he was a contestant in the That's first semi-final. Right. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. So, yes, Elinka proved that revenge <laughs> is, a de- is a dish best served a year later from the balcony of the Teatro Municipal in Foxani <laughs> when she only gave him six votes and he crashed out in the semi-final. Mm. Um, so I just want to mention as well their 2016 entry because they were all geared up to, to go That's right. in 2016 with Uvidiu with a bloody awful song if you ask me it wasn't great was it um, and then they became well they, they were disqualified um, because they became ineligible to participate and that was because the EBU withdrew all of the Eurovision services the member services for Romania because they they had reneged on a debt so because they hadn't coughed up the money mm. all of the Eurovision services were, were um, withdrawn from them so it meant that they, they weren't allowed to compete that year how do you feel about that? Really? Well, I felt it was a bit harsh on him. I mean, I think, you know, you might have, you know, taken away their sport or taken away some of their live broadcasting or something. But, you know, that, the poor guy, he'd you know, come through the final, he'd set his heart on it. He came to the London Eurovision party and I remember talking to him backstage and he was so excited about doing it. And then, you know, days later, 
just gone. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, feel, I actually think it's banging out of order because, yeah. you know, fair enough, you pay your bills of, and always you don't, you know, it's a club, essentially. Mm. You know, if you don't pay, then you don't get. But time and place, like, I you know. can, the day after Eurovision, you can say, that's it, you know, we can cut your, like you said, sports coverage, you can cut mm. your, you know, because Eurovision membership is a lot more than just, so EBU membership is a lot more than just Eurovision. And yeah, I felt just a pawn in that game really wasn't he and kind of yeah I did sorry. feel sorry yeah. for him even though I hated the song yeah, I it wasn't the best it was only I think it's only going to get one performance yeah. <laughs> anyway let's talk about this year's Romanian final the Selexia Nacionala um, it, there were two semi-finals held on the 27th of January and the 10th of February and the final was on Sunday the 17th of February they had a slogan this year. Did you know that? No. What's the slogan? The slogan was Implinesto Visual, which was fulfil the dream. Oh, right. Yeah. So Tel Aviv had dare to dream, but Romania were going one further. Fulfil that dream. Yeah. Not just dream it, fulfil it. <laughs> as long as you pay your bills. As long as you pay your bills, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the dream was fulfilled for some people in the Romanian final, but not for others. This not year. for everyone. No. So we mentioned that the Romanian final was quite controversial. Um, and actually it was controversial before it had even started because remember Mihai that we were talking about and Tornero. his Tornero well he was in the running and he pulled out and he said that he didn't think it was a fair playing field uh, he felt that they were favoured artists and the system favoured different artists so he pulled out along with somebody called Zandra and Dan Bittman, who had been the first uh, Romanian um, entrant in 1994, he also pulled out. But he actually pulled out because of scheduling conflicts. He didn't toss his toys out of the pram like me, I did. Um, so we'd already had that going on. And then. It does make you wonder, though, doesn't it? A little bit about what do they know that we don't? Well, yes. I mean, he did say that. He felt the system favoured Esther Peony and one other artist. And of course, Esther Peony did win. Uh, he did say that the system meant that although the Romanians would probably back Laura Bretta and she wouldn't get to go. And um, what do you know? Was he right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out as we go along. But let's... Esther Peony first. What, right. what, was, what did you think of her song? The song that actually went? I like the style. I like the... I liked her. I think she had a good voice. Um... It, it had something about it it was a little bit different but I don't think I don't think it was any one of the better songs of this uh, selection well that's a lot more generous than I was going to be about it okay. so maybe we should leave my comments oh, okay. there <laughs> um, Esther was one of two artists with dual nationality so she had Romanian and Canadian citizenship mm -hmm. can you remember who the other one was this year not in the Romanian fine the actual Eurovision artist so my little quiz for you. That had what, sorry? That also had Canadian um, heritage. Oh, that was uh, Dushkas, um, um Greece. Yes. What's her first name? Katarina Katarina, Katarina yes. Dushkas, yeah. That's right. Oh, well done. Yeah. We can have an extra glass of wine for that. I know. Thank you. Uh -huh. I will accept that glass of wine. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> um, so Esther Peary uh, went. She only, um, she only came 13th in the semi-final. So I think it's fair to say it was the, the wrong choice of song. Wait a minute. Me and you have just had... I mean, we've just we've researched this a couple of times now, and we, that has passed me by. She came thirteenth in the semi. Yes, thirteenth in the semi. Thirteenth in the semi. Good lord. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow. Did you think she'd done better? I don't know. I, I just assumed that she. Qual- I mean, how how do you come thirteenth in the semi and then win the fight? How do you? How does that happen? Oh no, she came thirteenth in the semi at Eurovision, and didn't get to the final oh. at Eurovision. Okay, we'll cut that. <laughs> no, we won't. Let's we, leave it in. Let's leave it in. We won't cut it. We won't cut it. I, uh, I'm going to take away your extra. Take away my. You had too much already. Love me. <laughs> so um yeah so we did have some good songs though in the final and. Uh, yeah, so let's have a little listen to some of them now. So, well, let's start with the song that I think really was at the heart of most of the controversy this year. Um, it's a song called Dear Father, and it's sung by Laura Breton. So that was Laura Breton, Dear Father. What do you think, Monty? Well, this was the favourite to win um, and actually won the televote. I I actually do quite like the song. I think she's got that kind of... She's got a very good voice. Um, Once she gets going in the chorus, it's got... um, you know, it's quite uplifting. And I can see why the Romanian people backed her. She's, um, she's a known name already. Uh, she won the Romanian, some Romanian talent show. I can't remember the name of it now. But she'd also been in The Voice, I think, or America's Got Talent. Um, so she was quite internationally known. She got herself into a bit of controversy um, before the final. Because um, it emerged that Romania were having a vote on, amongst other things, uh, same-sex marriage. And she had been a vocal supporter of a political party that were talking about traditional family values. Um, and her, Which means what exactly? <laughs> well, it means, um, it means like, yeah. you know, not like yeah, the yeah. gays, really, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so her, I was trying to be discreet. Yeah. <laughs> so this video emerged and uh, a lot of fans latched onto it. And I think a lot of fans were really disappointed um, to see that. And of course, you know, it, it, it's quite a big thing for a lot of the core Eurovision fandom, uh, equality and diversity. So I think that she'd already... She'd already sort of damaged her chances a little bit. But of so. course, it wasn't the international fans that were voting on it. It was the Romanian public and the jury. But just on that, just because while we're here, I think she's, what, 17 she years is, or 18 yeah. now? And, and I mean this in no disrespect to young people, but she's a 17-year-old. Her views take with a pinch of salt because you think back to some of the things I've said and done when I was 17 mm. oh my god like I was a moron so I'm not saying she is I'm just saying that you know, she's a young girl like her views do not concern me one bit if it was a 30 year old woman you know spouting out about you know political things like that then I would probably have an issue with it but she's a young girl you know, she's absolutely fine leave her alone I think you've also got to put it in the context that you know she is from a country that has quite conservative views yeah. and um, you know she possibly didn't realise the 
the the scale of the controversy that she might be putting herself into yeah. uh, when she did that. And I think it was recorded sometime before her Selectio Nationale participation. I think it was sort of dug up from a year before or something. But that wasn't the end of the controversy. <laughs> That's before. not the controversy we're <laughs> That's about. That's not the controversy we're on about. So Laura um, romped to victory in the televote. She got actually more than 14 times as many votes as Esther Peony did. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't high-scoring votes in the um, in the televote. So Laura came in with 1,425 televotes, but Esther had only notched up 336. Mm. So it's quite a difference. And I think, you know, when you do the multiple on that, 14 times as many votes is a clear indication of what the Romanian people's choice was. But the system is the thing that was controversial yeah. in Romania this year. They had set up six jurors and a televote, and each of those jurors and the televote got one-seventh of the score each, were responsible for one-seventh. So it wasn't that the jury were all put together and formed 50% against the televote forming 50%. The televote itself only counted for a seventh, so just over 14% Mm. of the vote. And each of the six jurors in turn counted for a seventh as well. So there was an enormous amount of power given to each juror. And that, for me, was the problem with the system. Um, Now, the jurors were an interesting bunch this year. They had three people working in music in Romania. Uh, They had Emily DeForest, the 2013 singer. They had uh, Tashi Akali, the uh, Israeli woman who puts on a lot of head of delegation. Um, Is she head of delegation? I'm not sure if she's head of delegation or... But she's involved with all the organisations. She was like head of event at this intelligence. Head of event, yes. Yeah, yeah. And we also had uh, two Eurovision uh, bloggers and fan site writers uh, from WeWe blogs, William and Deben. Now, I just want to say, first of all, I have no problem with, you know, a fan site being there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if somebody asked me as a Eurovision occasional writer to go on a jury, I'd jump at the chance. It'd be, yeah. you know, fantastic. So Can I have you no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, if they approach Second Cherry, mm-hmm. we'll be like, yes, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm saying this, I'm, I'm a member of ESC Extra, which mm-hmm. is we we and extra sometimes don't get on for a number of reasons but i this is not for that reason i absolutely would have been in their position absolutely yeah if i had the opportunity of course you would say yes yeah so when um four of the jurors voted for esther peony over um laura breton it left laura breton in second place but it left her 14 points behind esther peony so even with the telephone even with the entire voice of the Romanian public they she couldn't catch up she could only manage to come second Mm. which she did in the end and with um, Esther Peony featuring so far down in the Romanian televote she was eighth I think and obviously you know that we saw the 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 gap in votes between her and Laura Breton it just meant that I think the power of the each of the jurors was a little bit too much and it meant that you know the Romanian people's voice could not carry their favourite, their preferred entrant to the final uh, or to to represent them in Eurovision. And that for me is a problem. Now there's all sorts of lurid speculation on YouTube about the influence behind the vote and what made people vote for Esther and not for Laura. And I don't think that this is for for what for no, our discussion. We don't care about that. You know, we don't care about that. My principle with this is whoever is on the jury 
giving one person a seventh of the vote yeah. in power so that you can completely negate the will of the national audience, I think is a problem with the system. And there, the finger of blame has to point firmly at the Romanian television company organising this event. Completely. And I remember moments after the result, I mean, it was just a barrel, you know, barrel, sorry, of just people, Eurovision fans, music fans in Romania coming mm-hmm. online, going, attacking some people online and it was it was very very it wasn't very nice actually no um and even i mean well there was a one funny <laughs> there was a one funny video <laughs> we have to laugh and we can laugh now um and i totally understand why she posted it but so it was linda tilda shoe uh who was singing renegade which is the first song um in the final which we'll hear in a moment but yes, just her, her reaction video online. Yeah, she posted, I think, on Insta or something and uh, and absolutely laid into Wee Wee or whatever, tagged them in, and which I felt a little bit unfair. However, I understand her frustration, but it was quite a funny video. The way that she did it and like she was like looked into the camera, tilted her head like, dude, dude. You get you give me two points. Dude. Really? <laughs> um it was funny. It was funny. You've got to laugh. But um yeah, so all this thing was going on mm-hmm. online. It wasn't uh, that night wasn't a very nice night in the fandom, I don't think. It wasn't nice to see. And it um, just really overshadowed the results, you know. I mean yeah. you know, that was the system. Esther Peony won fairly and squarely. She got the most votes across the jury and the televote combined, and everybody knew what that system was, but I think that the system itself, rather than the people who were selected, the system itself is at fault. Yeah. It let everyone down, I think, that night. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big controversy. <laughs> let's move on from that. We got through that quite let's well, didn't draw we? Draw a veil under that. <laughs> so uh, let's mention Linda Tirdishu uh, and her song Renegades. So this opened the final, and it, I think it was a good opener, actually. She can sing. She can, can't she? I can see why she was angry now. Yeah. <laughs> but she had a great song. She came fourth overall. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. You've got to yeah. be proud of that. It's pretty good. Yeah. But she she had a great voice, very powerful. But yeah, I can see why she she didn't win or come any better than that. I think there was it had its limitations. Yeah, she was only actually one, two, three, four fifth with the uh, televote as well so you know while she hadn't got the points that she might have hoped from the jury uh, she also didn't really get them from the televote either mm. um, it was quite nice there was lots of lasers going on mm. it had a bit of a sort of kind of Stella Nielsen vibe it did that, that, that box thing yes, coming down the, the light cage thing yeah but um, she has got a good voice you've got to give her props to that she has absolutely got a cracking voice Absolutely. So um, the next song we're going to talk about is uh, called Army of Love and it's by Bella Santiago. Take me your night, those are 
Yes, so Bella Santiago, Army of Love. Um, this is a song that from the moment it was released and we had all these songs in the national final, I've been listening to ever since. It's one of my personal favourites of the year. What can we say about it? So, first of all, this is yet another 2019-2018 copy of Fuego. It's like one of those Fuego... Fuego-like. Fuego-esque. Fuego-like, yeah. As Ellie from ESC Insight would say. But it was one of those, and I thought, God, if that goes, that's yet another Fuego song. But... Um, it was quite, it, you know, it had something about it. It had a bit of energy about it. It had a bit of kind of the ethnic vibe as well, and sort of four big wallopers behind her dancing. Yeah. Scantily clad. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the live vocal, okay, the live vocal was, actually, I've seen her sing it better live, but the live vocal was a bit iffy on the final, but still passable, still good enough, held up. But I love the fact that she is part Philippine, Filipino, sorry, and the language escapes me now. Uh, you're going to shout at me, but the, the Filipino language isn't called Filipino, but she raps uh, so good. I just felt like that, it would have been so nice to see that at Eurovision. I mean, like, another language, tick off the list, like, mm-hmm. tick, Filipino. It, it's perfect. And and actually, shout out to Tim at ESC Extra, who is Filipino and absolutely loves Bella. So... The people love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. She was in the uh, Romanian final the year before as well. Yeah. Um, with a song, well, it's spelled Aussie Combate. <laughs> I think it might be Aussie Combate or something. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the way it's written is not. Um, it, it conjures the idea of something entirely different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bella Santiago, Army of Love. Yeah, I really like this. Really mm-hmm. good, nice up tempo number. And uh, she was also one of the favourites um, going in. I'm just checking where she finished. She was. Um, it seemed to change a lot actually with Romania. She was you had Esther Peony was up there, and then yeah, Laura Breton and and her. I think they were the three that I don't know. I think they were the ones that kept cropping up. Yeah, she was third uh, overall, and um, she got I think the third biggest televote as well. So yeah, pretty uh, consistent there um, for um, Bella Santiago. Especially when we talk about uh, narrative and story, and, and I don't know, maybe trying to connect, but she didn't speak much Romanian mm-hmm. and that's hard when trying to get national final votes from you know mm-hmm. Romanian citizens and you don't speak the language I couldn't imagine what I would do like when they I, I watched the semi-final and they threw away you know they did like little interviews and did little throwaways mm-hmm. into the green room and I, you know you could tell it was an awkward interview I mean I don't speak mm-hmm. any language that she speaks <laughs> and I'm not this is really oh it's not working so but she did she got enough she got to the final Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of the um, semi-finals as well, you were mentioning earlier before we started recording about the the system by how they qualified. They were all lined up at the end, and they all had an envelope. Yeah. And they they pulled out their envelope, and it let them know either five of them were directly um, advanced to the final, and then the rest of them basically there was one more place up for grabs to whichever of the remaining ones had scored the highest in yeah. the televote so they would pull that out and they would like know whether they had to to, to wait for the, the vote or whether they were directly qualified it's yeah it seemed really clumsy and kind of dated like some mm. 70s game show but actually it worked really well they like lined everyone up mm. like if you're in the group you're in if you, you know if you're like, yeah. part of the team and it's like everyone lined up on stage and they just went along and just 
this kind of like, I don't know, camp envelope thing that they just uh-huh. ripped open and had like, you know, writing on like, you're it, director final. And it just, I, it's a bit clumsy, but I loved it. And quite kept all of the artists engaged again, like kept them all centre stage again. Yeah. So, you know, gave them that extra bit of time in the limelight, even if they were just about to be unceremoniously <laughs> <Yeah>. dropped out. <Wow. laughs> Oh, fabulous. Right, the next song we're going to uh, have a little listen to is um, a song called Destam by a group called Trooper. Okay, what to say about this? <laughs> right, okay, no, no, it's not funny. It, I mean, okay, right. I've the, uh, there is no story, there is no narrative here, right? <laughs> it's a bit confusing. What's going on? Do you need the story when you've got lie, lie, la 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 lie, lie, la 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 lies going on? Well, but even like a sailor's chant at the sea on the ship of whatever is it has a a meaning behind. Like there's. Okay, well, how can so in my notes I just put you know just confusing. They had this bird graphic. It was like this psychedelic bird graphic flying in space. That sounds kind of pop arty, but it wasn't. It was really, I think it was meant to be serious, but it was a bit symbolic. Yeah, really weird. There is a little segment in the middle of the song of these two guitar players like jumping the guitars and playing. That is actually incredible. They're really good. It's a good riff, it's isn't it? Actually, very good guitar play. Just excellent. Really, really good. It was like, oh, okay. And then, but then, really, ultimately, I just, I've in my notes here, I've put fill a song from a musical, um, maybe like a pub bar scene of a musical. It it, it felt like that, like Romania, the musical. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was confused. There was, it was confusing to look at because you had two different styles going on as well. Uh, sort of alongside of all of that kind of sort of, you know, rousing chorus. Um, one of the singers was quite scruffy and rocky and the other one was wearing a suit of one of those little scarves that you wear to the opera uh, that like Pavarotti would wear. So it had that kind of sort of operatic voice combined with the um, the more rocky voice. So it was as if you took Jacques Houdet uh, and split him in half and you know had the two sides of him that he sang his song I, but as two different people I was going to say exactly and the same thing rockier I was going to say it's like more rousing lie lie la 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 lie it's like a Eurovision fancy dress where one came with Jack from Deck <laughs> and the other one came from Georgia this year uh, Oti, 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 oh Oti, yes, yes, yeah, from, from whatever it was called Georgia yeah. from 2019 mm-hmm. I was like yeah it's a celebration one that passed me by it was seventh overall, um, but it was second with the televoters. So you know they liked a bit of that rousingness yeah, go for in, it, uh, Romania. in Romania. Uh, so yes, Destan there by Trooper. Oh, this is nice. We're going to have a listen to a song called Diner. Now it's called. It's by Letitia Moisescu and Sensible Balkan. See you 
so sensible Balkan there with Letitia singing Dinah. This is so you, Monty. It is so me. I really, really love this. It's kind of, it's strange. It kind of starts off as one song and then it goes into, very suddenly, a very different type of song for the chorus. And that's when it just comes to life. It's like this big Balkan romp. Um, you know, it's really, it's kind of like, you know, I, I like a good old horror. And it is a little bit like that. It just kind of kicks into this, you know, re- this stuff that really just gets me going. Yeah, I just totally, totally adored this. Yeah, two songs in, in one. For the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> one, not so good. One quite fun and, yeah, rousing. Yeah. Good word, actually. Because, yeah, it's um, it is, it's the chorus, I think, is what is the, the piece of this. And um, there are ribbons, a bit of ribbon work mm-hmm. going on, which is yeah. a bit messy. Well, it's a bit like a sort of a budget uh, set-up arena, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> One minute. <laughs> I, it's this little streamers thing. come out from her waist in yeah. Romanian flag colours. Yeah, and like well, at one point she turns around, back to camera, walks up, up stage, and then and it was this mess dragged like, like some terrible wedding dress that's been, <laughs> that's had like been through ten weddings. It just it was a bit oh, no, not quite right, but a bit messy. But we're I don't know I, the the cor- that's all about the chorus. You Google it, listen to the chorus. Actually, mm. it's rousing. Very. Um, so a change of style now. We're going to have a quick blast of a song called We Are The Ones. Uh, it's by Claudio Morea. We are the ones looking for the life. We are the ones living for today. We are the ones reaching for the sky. We are the ones just believe this way. We are the ones So we put this in really just because it was such a contrast to everything else on display. It was um, a guy playing the guitar, um, looking a bit scruffy, with tattoos and uh, quite a plunging neckline. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we, were, we were joking about this, saying like, well, you know, we talk about a woman's plunging neckline, then so... I mean, he's, yeah, this guy cut, did. It was cut very low yeah. down his cleavage. He wanted us to see it, didn't he? <laughs> uh. But we, uh, we, were, we were trying to work out whether we fancied him or not, and I think the... The, the jury's out still for both of us. Let's be honest, depends on the amount of wine. <laughs> That's true. So Claudia there uh, with uh, We Are The Ones. Um, so let's have a quick blast of a song called Underground now by Vida. This closed the show in the final. Tears they cry, can't breathe without you. So Vida there singing underground. What did you think of that? What did I think of that? Eighties electronica feel in yeah. the verse, but then it's let down by some generic chorus, which I was a, I, I, I was a bit disappointed because mm-hmm. I thought there was something in the verse that was promise that wasn't then delivered in the chorus. Staging was quite well done. Mm-hmm. I quite like the staging. 
blue lights, moon graphic, um, big moon behind her, <laughs> actual moon. Dancers in leotards, which is a theme at this year's <laughs> uh, Romanian national final. There were quite a lot of leotards on display, weren't there? Yeah, good leotard game. Mm-hmm. I did quite like this. Um, I uh, I know the song, one of the songwriters, actually, Michael James Down, a friend of mine who lives in um, Belfast. Hello, Michael, if you're listening. Uh, Michael's had quite a few songs in um, various selections, and he had this one, and also um, he had a song in the semi-final, which didn't qualify, by Nicola. Uh, Nicola was the 2003 Romanian entry, um, and she was singing a song called The Weight of the World. Uh, we're not going to play that one because um, we've got more than enough to talk about. But yeah, Vida was there, and um, it was a, she had a frock and a half on. It was, a, it was kind of very short at the front with a long train in the back. So it was kind of literally a frock and a half in yeah. the back. She, she missed a few of the notes, the big notes, at some of the most noticeable moments. She did, but unfortunately. So. so it did kind of sort of, you know, take the, the, the shine off the good bits of the song a little bit. But um, yeah, that was Vida. So just, there's just really one more song we want to um, to reference and again not for the song but for the performance um, have a look at this on YouTube because it's um, it's an interesting uh, get up that she's wearing <laughs> it's a woman called Sonia uh, with an X X-O-N-I-A and her song's called Discreet and though really there's not much discreet about it is no. although she does say in the lyrics about I'm not going to be discreet anymore something like that so so uh, you would expect her okay. not to be discreet but yes. you kind of imagine like this is not discreet but um, we'll put a, do look at it because we'll put a note we'll in the show notes yes. but yeah. uh, it's, what, what have you put on well, it's not, I'm reading your notes uh, it's notable really because of um, she's wearing this a snake skin cat suit and it's not everybody who can pull one of those off We've um, tried, haven't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Lord, we've tried. <laughs> but she's wearing some really interesting shoes. They're, they're, they're bondage shoes. Um, they're, so they're, they're the kind of bondage shoes that hold your foot in like a ballet point position, but have a very, very high, thin heel behind them. So they're not the kind of shoes that you can really stand in because you'd literally be standing on your tiptoes with just this thin heel. So she starts on the floor, writhing around, and then this walloper of a man comes in behind her and literally has to hold her while she does all of the dance moves for the rest of the show. It's like he's so, got the same same face paint as Ben Zorro. Santiago. It's almost oh, yes. like it's the same dancers, like, just keep the face paint on, mate. And then, yeah, go and pick her up and yeah. fling her around. and then yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, the song's not really of any, th- of any particular interest, but do have a look for the performance. We like to bring you these little visuals mm. uh, and these the little gems. So that's our Romanian selection. Uh, one thing remains to do, and that is telling which one is going to be our cherry. So, this was not controversial. We There was a split in the group, I think, mm-hmm. when deciding, but and very different criteria set to how we're going to pick this cherry. Yeah. Ultimately, I think we've gone for the better song rather than the performance. Mm-hmm. But we have chosen... What have we chosen? We have chosen Bella Santiago with Army of Love. Mm-hmm. She's our Romanian cherry. Yeah. Let's have a little quick blast of it again.
So Bellave, our a Romanian cherry, um, that's going to be going into our competition in November. Yeah. Which you can vote online for, or even come along to. Oh yes. But the, the, the thing is, like Bella, right? So here's the thing: that wasn't the best performance, and it wasn't the best uh, vocal. But she had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There was a lot choreograph stuff. Choreography. Choreography. <laughs> can, can I have another one? How many one? lines have you can had? I have, no, I need another <laughs> one. Um, and just really, I've, I've not stopped listening to this song, actually. I've got to admit, I, I've not stopped listening to it. It's tickled you. Yeah, it's got me. And just anyone who is brave enough to rap in Filipino language... Oh keep saying that I really should have researched what the language is um, Tim don't hate me um, so yeah just absolute banger actually I, I'm I'm a bit disappointed this didn't go to Eurovision in the sense that there was so much you could work with to put on stage with the stage in whether they would have got that from the Romanian team I don't know but it, there was so much you could have done with it but that, there we are that is our cherry that's what we've chosen to represent Romania at the now live event which is the second cherry song contest 2019 at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern Vauxhall Tavern yes can I have another wine please <laughs> <laughs> I've just been looking up it's Tagalog that's it yes I yes. did it. yes, it is, yes. Yeah. I did know that yeah I no I know I just it yeah. escapes me but yeah I need more wine <laughs> um, so yeah so there we are so what's our episode next week can we announce that yes we can yes we're going Nordic and we're going to Denmark. Yes, thanks, Melody Grand Prix. That's right, yeah. yeah. But with a funnier accent than that. Yeah. Yeah, they, oh, well, I can't well. get my tongue around Danish. Uh, on that note, <laughs> I think we'll say goodbye. Or shall we, shall we push our socials? I think you know us by now. Oh, yes, our socials. Uh, at Second Cherry on Twitter. At Second underscore Cherry on Instagram. Second Cherry Podcast on Facebook. Or you can email us. What's the email address? Hello. <laughs> Hello at secondcherry.vision. And the website, secondcherry.vision. That's where you'll find this episode. And you'll also find all of our selected songs so far. We'll be back next week with Denmark. Bye. Bye. Bye.